trauma, it, it really comes down to an event that happens that your body and, and mind are not able to process, that you automatically go into fight or flight and that you're not able to comprehend and understand and maybe grieve or express in that moment. You just go into, I need to survive this. I need to suppress what is happening. I need you kind of almost go into a compartmental kind of mindset and like lock it up. But what happens is, is that it stays trapped in your body. It's there. You might've put a lovely little rug over, over the mass, but the mass is still there. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, I am so honored and grateful that you are here with me today. And this episode is really deep. It's so beautiful. It's raw. And my guest today is a beautiful woman that I have had the privilege and honor of witnessing evolve over the past few years into this rooted divine feminine goddess who is so clear on her path and her journey and her gifts, but it hasn't always looked that way. Jacarina Soto and I met through network marketing. She was in the fitness industry. We had a lot in common. And over the past few years, Jacarina has done the deep healing work to tap back into her true authentic self, tune into the wisdom of her body and heal ancestral trauma so that she can get to a place of living in true alignment and actually serving in her highest purpose and helping others do the same. So this conversation is heavily rooted in understanding what trauma is, how it impacts the body, why it's so important for you to give yourself permission to acknowledge the trauma that you've experienced and to not minimalize it and the importance of actually healing your generational trauma, because it starts literally from the moment that you are conceived up until this very moment. And in this episode, Jacarina talks about what it truly feels like to live in authenticity, like how you can actually feel in your body when you are being authentic and when you are not, and that small choices every single day allow you to live a life of true alignment. She shares some tips on how you can tap into the wisdom of your body and start to develop a deeper relationship with your body and how you can actually get to a point where you can heal and you can live from a place of empowerment and abundance and love and high frequency. Jacarina also shares something really, really beautiful and special, an incredible container that she's created called the Soul and Body Program, which is a space for women to heal their, their trauma, build relationships, and do it in a container that feels safe and that feels supported. And you're going to want to listen to the end because there's a very special offer um, for you, if you are feeling called to join, that will allow you to get into the program for free. So my guest today is Jacarina Soto. She is a first-generation Dominican-American who has a serious passion for empowering women on their path to healing. She is a holistic coach and Reiki healer. Her focus is teaching the spirit-mind-body connection. Recognizing food brings healing, movement brings strength, and spirituality brings clarity. And when all three come together in alignment, we can operate from our highest consciousness to achieve our goals. Having gone through her own transformation, Jacarina is now helping others to do the same. This is one of the most beautiful conversations I've had the pleasure of having and sharing with you. Let's dive into my conversation with Jacarina. I'm so excited for us to be having oh. this conversation. Like th this literally, like, I mean, we, we were chatting before we even pressed record. So I know this um, episode is going to be so much magic. And 
what I love about you is your, how can I put this? Like there's a tenderness to you when it comes to like your divinity, but there's also like this like fierce, like goddess energy as well. Like you have this beautiful balance between like fierce goddess and like, like divine feminine essence, which has been so beautiful to witness you like own this gift and, and step into it. Uh -huh. And also I feel like this old, there's like a wisdom to you. Like you have this old soul and this beautiful presence. And I just, I love witnessing it because it gives me permission too. So thank you so much for being you and for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that beautiful intro. Like, I'm like, that's me. <laughs> Receive it, sister. Yes. Yes. I love it. Okay. So what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently? Ooh. Well, I'm getting ready to do it today, which is I'm going to post about my total bomb of a masterclass yesterday. Like I totally like, um, what is it? Face hit the, the, the water. What is that called? Face, um, I don't know. Flatter face plant. Uh, face <laughs> no, planted. Nose dived. Yeah, like literally, like you bombed it. You bombed. I bombed. It. <laughs> I totally bombed it. Bombed it. Yeah. So mm. I'm getting ready to actually post that on my Instagram and be honest about mm. this because it's tough to share. I I don't want to call it a failure, right? Because nothing's ever a failure. If you're trying, the failure is in staying in the very same place and not putting any effort. So it's not a failure, but you know, it wasn't my best hour. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about this because I know as content creators, sometimes we are our own worst critics. Right. And I know that I've also put content out there. I'm like, oh fuck, that was terrible. And then people are like, that was amazing. And I'm like, really? Like, that was great. Okay, great. I received that. But in my head, I'm like, that was fucking terrible. So I'm curious to know, like, how do you define, how, how would you define that? Like, how do you know that you bombed it? Cause I'm sure people thought it was amazing. I, I did get some great responses after and during the, the class. However, I could like viscerally feel it in my body. I, was having a reaction, my face um, turned beet red. It felt like it was on fire. I was fumbling through my words. I literally couldn't speak English. Like I, I was like gibbering through. And somehow, some way I was still able to find my way probably about 20, 30 minutes in and share some wisdom in there, but it was a struggle. Um, and I, I kind of heard it. I heard it at the end as I was saying something and it, it literally hit me right back. And it was, you're not being authentic. And that's why I was having that massive reaction within my body. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I love this because I feel like finding your authenticity in the online space can be really challenging. And we have a lot of um, newer entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast. We have a lot of women in network marketing that listen to the podcast. That's how we got connected was through network marketing. And this idea of authenticity comes up quite a bit because you have this container of duplication, right? And we see this in the digital marketing space. We see it in so many different ways where there's content creators and there's coaches telling you, do this, do this, do this. And I think it's easy to fall into a trap of comparison of, well, somebody else is doing it this way and they're successful. So let me just not trust myself. Right. And let me just do what they're the successful people are doing, but it doesn't always feel like the right path. So can you talk a little bit more about your journey to finding authenticity. So like you're having this experience, right? In this moment of like, this isn't authentic, but you know, it's not authentic because you've tapped into your body and you know what authenticity feels like. So can you talk a little bit more about like what your journey was to finding authenticity and how you knew you were being inauthentic in this moment? Oh, this is okay. This is a really great question, but there's so many layers to this question because it literally stems into like childhood and the subconscious mind and the signals that we pick up on how to be accepted and how to be loved. <laughs> so we start kind of shifting away from our authentic selves 
from childhood. And then it follows us and it expands in different ways into relationships, into um, our jobs, um, the path that we seek, um, the people that we connect with, the things that we do, how we, how we re react to situations. It starts to literally manifest in every way possible. So it's not just one way of that you're not being authentic to yourself in maybe your career or in following someone's guidance and trying to do exactly their five steps on how to gain um, a six six figure salary, right? It, it's it's so much more than that. It's in everything that you do because there's a distrust mm -hmm. within yourself that you are not safe to really express yourself, your desires, your voice, your your unique um, style, your 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 vulnerability, it's not safe for you to do that. And so you start to mutate into what people need. Mm. And I lived that for a very long time. And I didn't know it because it's it happens in, in small ways. It's it's by staying silent when something kind of bothers you or smiling through um something that makes you feel uncomfortable, right? You start distrusting the wisdom that your body is signaling to you. Mm -hmm. And it just expanded out. And I think that the for me, it's there's been moments of, of me kind of following my authenticity. And it's been almost in a way of, almost like in a very like violent way, as in like, one example of that is I did the things. I got really good grades in high school and throughout the years went to a top-notch college in New York, a massed, massive college debt, but that's something else, <laughs> and came home and started looking for a full-time job, started working in finance for about two years and was miserable. And from one moment to the next, I picked up all my stuff and moved to California. And all the signs were there for me to like not go. And I was just like, no, I'm proving this to myself. I am proving this to everyone that's telling me that um, I'm making a bad decision. And it was just a, such a violent act of like desperation to listen to myself. Was it the best decision of my life? Yes and no. Um, uh, but it, it still served me you know, and it kept guiding me. And so there were these moments of like, I, I had dismissed myself for so long that I needed to break free. And it happened in these kind of very um, explosive ways mm -hmm. because I didn't know how to honor myself, but I didn't know that I was so disconnected, it, you know? And now being in the place that I am, and having done the work and starting to to unravel these things, because again, it's not a one a one uh, stop scenario. It's it's layered into everything um, and how we're showing up and how we're communicating and how we're having relationships with our family and how we think of ourselves, which is a whole nother thing right there. You know, um, now being in this place, I. I'm able to have a better connection with myself and know when I'm in a place of alignment mm -hmm. and when I'm being truthful about my desires and what I'm wanting for myself. Is it always easy? Absolutely not. I have to have hard conversations. I have to set hard boundaries. I have to hold myself accountable in ways that I never knew how to. And it's, it's a continuing growing process. However, by starting to develop these practices and starting to listen to myself, it's starting now to show in my external world. Mm -hmm. And that's the big key right there. Wow. There's so much that I want to unpack in this. And I love that you said um, that you had like this explosive experience, because I think this is what happens. A lot of people don't realize what's happening is that um, you, these, these like s s small little 
signs will show up in your life. These little nudges of like, no, you're going the wrong way, or you're not listening to yourself and they get louder and they get louder. And then they manifest in a midlife crisis or some quote unquote, irresponsible decision, or like from the outside looking in, you are blowing up your entire life. Like you leave a marriage or you quit a job or you move across the country or you do these things where no one thinks it makes sense, right? You're like, they're like, (laughs) you're no longer acting predictable to this like little box that you put yourself in this perfect little world. Right. And it's like your soul literally cannot take it anymore. And you have like a a meltdown, right. Or you do something so drastic because it's like, it's like, like a, like a coil that's like pulled back so tightly, a spring is pulled back so tightly. It just explodes. Right. Yes. And I would imagine now you're at a place where it doesn't happen that extreme, right? Because you have the tools and the awareness to know on a subtle level, is this a yes? Is this a no? Like, am I being authentic? Am I in alignment? That was another word that you use. Am I not? And now the radical changes don't feel so radical because you have the ability to deal with the subtleness sooner. Right. So for the person that's listening right now, that's like, Oh my God, yes, that's me. Like I literally want to blow up my entire life. Nothing feels in alignment. I don't even feel comfortable in my own body. Like where do you even begin before you get to the point where like you're driving across country with a one-way ticket and you have no idea what you're doing with your life and your whole family is like, what are you doing? How do you even get to the point where you can get on a masterclass and know, okay, this is not, not in alignment. Like, how do you get there? It's by the small choices. Um, a lot of the times we want to think big picture and we want to think of, well, you know, changing my career and following my heart. Um, and and taking those big leaps, but it starts in the everyday. How are you being kind to yourself? How are you listening to your body? And how are you being gentle with that? Because in all reality, we like to treat the body as like this thing that is meant for performance and it's um, for what it looks like. And in all reality, what it's here to do is to just be the vessel for the spirit. And so when you start looking at it from that perspective, you start treating the body differently. Um, You start making decisions or start tuning into its wisdom, right? And it starts from making sure that you rest, right? Making sure that you're getting enough sleep at night, that you're eating foods that are nourishing to you, not diet. This has nothing to do with diet or physique or anything of that nature, but eating foods that are bringing life force into your body, right? Um, Making sure that you are moving it and that you're, um, whether it's exercising, walking, dancing, right? Um, Whatever it may be, clearing energy and uh, allowing it to start kind of creating that deeper connection with everything else. That's how you start to build that relationship. And then you start to expand out from, from there, you know, you start to now show up a little bit different at your job with your kids, with your partner, you know, you start to have boundaries and start protecting, you know, your energy. You start to have boundaries with them. I'm like, "Mm, all right, I just need an hour to myself before, you know, we make dinner, um, before we get the day rolling, however it may be for you, but making sure that you're tuning into your wisdom and checking in with yourself. A lot of the times we've been always operating from this place of just do and survive. And life gets to be more than that. It really does. And so when you start operating of like this, stop operating from this place of like, I just got to get by. I just got to get things done. I just got to and take a pause and say, no, what do I really need? And not in a materialistic way or anything like that, but really what do I need to feel good in order to show up, to fill up my cup, to be a better mom, to be a better student, to be a better wife, better daughter. That's where it starts to really allow you to now start connecting to make those bigger decisions down the line. And it doesn't have to be so um, explosive. 
Oh my God, you're speaking my language. I love this so much because I love that you, first of all, you made that very easy to understand because I think this idea of like alignment or intuition can feel somewhat vague or not tangible and body awareness is everything, right? I mean, we've had so many conversations about this on the podcast and you and I have talked about it. It's like, it starts with that awareness. And I love that you talked about, um, the nutrition piece and like really honoring your body. So this is an interesting experience. I'm going to share this with you. So, and maybe you can, uh, shed some light onto this because you're so, you are such a powerful energy worker. So I know you're like tapped into the frequency of body and you and I have a similar background in fitness. So I used to eat and move based out of, um, low frequency, like shame and, um, guilt or not loving my body. And a lot of it had to do with trauma. So we're going to talk about trauma in a second, because a lot of it had to do with like sexual trauma and shame around my sexuality and, um, all the things, but I went vegan this year in the beginning of the year. Yes. And since, okay. So it's been at the time, like it's, it's December. It was so funny. December 27th. I flew from California to New to uh, to Atlanta, and I was hungover, and I was on because I had my birthday the night before. I had one too many margaritas, and I watched this documentary, and this documentary had a link between cancer, Alzheimer's, and um, meat-based diets, and I have both of those in my family, and it just was it clicked right. So I was on a layover, and I was like, I'm gonna eat plant-based, and I actually found a place that made me a fresh juice. And I was like, I feel like my body is being <laughs> nourished back to life right now because I was so hungover. Anyway, so since that day, I've gone plant-based. And what has happened in my life since then, just from changing the frequency of the foods I eat, like it's unbelievable, like things I didn't even know my body needed to unlock right? Mm. So this is the power of awareness, like to your point of like honoring the vessel. I've lost about eight pounds without even trying. I don't even really work out that much right now. My sex drive has increased. Like, like, I don't even know what's happening right now. It's kind of (laughs) insane. I'm like, who is this woman? What's happening? Um, okay. That's cool. I, uh, I'm sleeping better. I don't have brain fog in the afternoon. So my vessel and my, my ability to have more awareness, like my emotions are flowing more freely. Like, so it's all the things. So it's so important, like how you nourish your vessel, um, to receive those divine messages. Like it's it's fucking crazy. So I know you're vegan too, right? You're, you're plant-based, right? I'm, I'm pretty plant-based. I float in and out. I, um, I, I'll still have fish from time to time when, if, and when my body calls for it overall, I am plant-based. I like to not label it. I think that sometimes we get so caught up in the, I'm this, or I'm that, that you're forcing yourself to do things. And I've been on that side of it. Yeah. Um, and I just, I want to allow my body to be what it wants to be and what it needs at at, at that time. Um, and yeah, but it, 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 it definitely changed everything for me when I went plant-based and it was something that I wasn't looking to do. <laughs> I was still in personal training mode and I was very resistant towards it, but my body started to literally reject the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to let it go because of the way that we coming from that fitness mindset, it's like protein, carbs, fat. And this is how you balance it. And this is how you're going to build this leaner body and, and all those things. And I had to trust what my body was telling me. And it's been about three years now since I stopped eating uh, meat, cut off dairy. And I, I think I cut off pork about five years ago. And it just started to really just shift my relationship with food. That was one um, I didn't always have the best relationship with food because again, everything externally is reflecting back to you what's happening internally. And so food was a amplifier of what was happening within myself. And going plant-based was a step of me trusting and honoring what my body was needing. And it allowed me to start clearing my vessel. I think that I wouldn't have been able to start 
tapping in so quickly into my spirituality and where I was being called had I not started making that space through my diet. Um, I don't knock anyone that eats meat. Um, whatever makes you feel good. The one thing that I always say is just be mindful of where your stuff is coming from because that makes all the difference um, in what you're putting into your body. Um, you know, if you're buying conventional meat, one, the way that these animals are being treated, the hormones that they're being pumped up with, uh, and also you're exposing yourself to high, higher levels of bacteria um, and viruses. This is how we got into the whole COVID situation. And it's bound to happen again because just at the level that we're mass producing uh, meat. So there's all these, these reasons why not to buy conventional um, and another thing that I want to point out with it is energetically, we're expecting to receive energy, right? We're expecting to receive life force energy from something that is dead. Like when you really start breaking it down yes. to like that spiritual level, like, wait, something got killed in order for me to like consume it. Um, and it got violently, um, killed or slaughtered in order for me. So now I'm, I'm, I'm absorbing the trauma of what was in this animal. And if, if this sounds really far out there for you, um, I'm sorry, but I'm just gonna like let it out. Um, you know, you're consuming the trauma that that, that animal lived in. So I, again, I'm not knocking or just telling people don't consume the dairy, don't eat the chicken, don't have the egg, but just be mindful of how you're doing this, right? Because at the end of the day, um, you, the earth is us and we are earth. And so we want to be mindful of how we're treating everything on this planet because we are one. So, yes, our, our um, bestie Sandy Bo, like who we both love and know very much talks a lot about the property of Ahimsa, which is doing no harm. Right. And this is like the highest principle of yoga science, which is do no harm. And I believe so much in the frequency of energy. We talk a lot about that. And as I was feeling into everything that you just said, I'm like, yes, I feel that. I feel that like coming back to that body awareness, but you said something that was really, really powerful. And it was about absorbing trauma. And when I think about, um, when I think about, you know, again, what I'm putting into my body, like there's a reason why there's a whole movement right now around plant medicine, right? There's um, psilocybin or mushrooms, there's ayahuasca, um, there's cacao, and then even right down to ashwagandha and all the different herbs that we can use in teas and medicinal remedies. This is, this is ancient wisdom. This is plant medicine and plants have such a high frequency and a high vibration, right? And when you think about you know, like to your point of what kind of frequency, what kind of vibration do you want to nourish your body with? I started to think about how disconnected we really are from like, this is like a, we can follow this, this linear process, right? How disconnected are we from our food source and the experience that these living beings have that we then absorb which then turns, which we're, we're absorbing food as a way to nourish our body, but we're disconnected from our food source, which then leads us to feel even more disconnected from our own bodies in the first place. And why, and the, and the frequency of the way that we're consuming the food, is it one of fear? Is it one of lack of judgment of shame around our bodies, which a lot of times comes from trauma, ancestral trauma, sexual trauma, mm -hmm. Um, political trauma, social trauma, like all of the traumas, right? So where it sounds to me, like what I'm hearing is I'm like literally laying like trauma on top of trauma on top of trauma. And then you wonder why so many of us are shut off to our intuition. We're shut off because we're so overstimulated in fight or flight. So let's talk about trauma because this is something that you are very passionate about talking about. And I'd love to like, let's break down first understanding the impact of trauma on the body and then how to like, even know, am I having a trauma response? So trauma, a lot of times when we say the word trauma, we think that it has to relate to someone that has PTSD, that went to war, that maybe survived some kind of sexual attack. And 
trauma is, it, it really comes down to an event that happens that your body and, and mind are not able to process, that you automatically go into fight or flight and that you're not able to comprehend and understand and, and maybe grieve or express in that moment, you just go into, I need to survive this. I need to suppress what is happening. I need you kind of almost go into a compartmental kind of mindset and like lock it up. But what happens is, is that it stays trapped in your body. It's there. You might've put a lovely little rug over, over the mass, but the mass is still there. Right. And so it really comes down to you starting to um, almost witness your responses because again, we're constantly going and we, our emotions fly out, you know, you might feel triggered by something and then you let, you know, rip someone a new one and then don't even ask yourself like, wait, where did that even come from? I've, I know I've had experiences that I, you know, for example, um, my mother, like something small will set me off with my mom and I will go off and in all reality, it wasn't even about what was happening in that moment. Like it wasn't even about the most minuscule thing that came up, but I'm over here like yelling and just all of a sudden, like in this state of like just anger because there was stuff that I wasn't expressing from just years. Right. And so it's pent up in my body and all my reactions and it starts, it definitely affected my relationship with her. Right. And so this is how, it starts to affect you in all different ways. And not only in that one relationship, but it started to, it definitely had an effect in my relationship with other women, how I showed up, how I showed up as a leader, um, it, it, it vibrates out. So it's not just this one uh, situation that you can kind of say, oh, okay, this just happened here with this one person and it stays there. No, it starts to affect all the other components of your life. Mm. I feel that on a cellular level. And I love that you highlighted that it doesn't have to be this like uh, awful experience. It can be something very subtle, like someone says some something to you and now you form a belief or uh, you go into fight or flight. So, okay, so if we, how, how do we start to recognize that we're having a trauma experience and then what do we do? Like, what would be a couple things that you could do to start unwinding it? You're going as you start to honor your vessel, right? Because all of this is, again, trapped in the body and um, we have so much wisdom coming through it. You're going to start, as you start to really want to do the work and start to want to peel back the, the layers, it's really being able to, oh, there's so many ways of doing this because I, honestly, it's not. it hasn't been one one linear thing that has led me to to healing traumas it's been all these different modalities um and it's sometimes it's been like literally throwing everything and anything at the wall um you know i've tried i've tried plant medicine um this, this is how i discovered reiki um i had reiki sessions done on me i've done the eft the psyche all these different uh, modalities to help me um start understanding what was really happening within my body and start understanding that these moments were trauma because i think we also dismiss that mm. and it's like give yourself permission um to to feel and understand that that little moment was a trauma and that it affected you because I think that that's the, that's really the big part right there is to give yourself that permission to feel the pain, to know that you experienced that trauma because we, especially as women, is especially as maybe as women of color or, you know, or wherever you may come from, we are taught to be stoic and to be the rock in our families, you know? and to be the nurturers and to put everyone else in front of our in front of us right and we just bury things and so give yourself the permission to start unpacking it to start bringing it up and to now reprocess and relive these moments and grieve them 
or feel into them. You know, if something happened and you didn't speak your truth in that moment, then, you know, meditate on it and then express out, literally say, yell, whatever it was that you needed to say in that moment that you didn't. So you can release that energy out of your body and then reset um, your your mind and and your 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 body as well. Yeah, healing is not a linear process, and I think that what makes trauma so unique when it comes to healing is that unlike other stuff that we might heal, it's not a linear process and it's not a mental process. Like you can't go to therapy and try and heal your trauma. A lot of the stuff that you shared, Reiki and EFT and plant medicine, these are all somatic therapies. These are things that get you out of your head and get you into your body, which can feel really fucking scary when you're so disconnected from your body. Right. Like I remember going through somatic therapy and being like, this shit is crazy, but I'm here for the experience and I'm open to it. Cause I tried everything else. I'm like, nothing's working. Damn it. Um, but you brought up something really, really powerful, um, you know, about being a woman of color and dealing with trauma. And I know something that you like to talk about a lot is ancestral trauma. So can you share a little bit more, especially for people that maybe don't understand what ancestral trauma is? Can you talk about that and why it's so important for not just women of color or anyone of color, but for all of us to have an awareness of ancestral trauma and how we relate to it? So ancestral trauma is literally like, um, it's like epigenetics. It's being passed on through the genetics of your family. Um, you know, your subconscious mind is built out from the age of zero to seven. So zero, you still being in the womb. You're absorbing in uh, what your mother is absor absorbing at that point in time. You are literally a, a reflection of where your parents were at that point when they conceived you. How do kids turn out so differently uh, in the same households? You know, it relates to um, who those who those parents were when they conceived those children, um, what kind of person they were. And so that gets passed on. And so if there's trauma, if there's trauma, if there's uh, certain mindset patterns, if there's negative thoughts, those things get passed on the same way that um, the gene for, for like how you were saying for like cancer, or if you have diabetes that runs in your family, that is being passed on to you. Are you going to live every single um, part of it? No, but it manifests in, in different, um, in different ways. And it makes, it, it kind of shifts how you're showing up and how you're perceiving things. In the world, and so it makes you more susceptible to maybe things that your parents have experienced. If your, let's say, if your family has experienced domestic violence or some kind of abusive relationship, that is how you're going to seek love. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's how you're going to build your relationships mm -hmm. as well, because that is how the women in your lineage have. Um, operated in in their relationships. Mm -hmm. So all of this starts being passed on. It, it, it's passed on cellularly. These traumas are locked into our chakra system, your root chakra, which is the foundation of everything, right? It's how you view the world, um, how you are um, self-preserving, right? So um, finances, your home life, making sure that you have a roof over your head, um, a warm bed to sleep in, those things, right, that are just making sure that you are safe, that you are um, provided for, that is really stored in that, um, in that chakra. It's, it's passed on in there. It's held in that energy space. And then for women as well, in our sacral chakra, our reproductive chakra, our sexual um, space is also holds a lot of our, our trauma in there because women come from a place, right? Because we've lived in this um, patriarchal world mm -hmm. of suppressing, you know, our, our sexuality and um, our vibrancy and loving our, ourselves in a way of our femininity. We've taught, we've been taught to operate in a man's world and to 
catch up to that. But then given this morphed um, visualization of what femininity looks like. Mm -hmm. Well, I just went all over the place, yeah, but I hope that's <laughs> It's all connected, right? I mean, this is this is the lineage, right? You talked about the lineage, and I love that you shared that because what I'm hearing is that, especially as women, men need to do their work too. But part of, I think, part of men doing their work is women inviting them into a container where they also feel safe, right? It's almost like this paradigm shift of, you know, women have been called to do their ancestral work because they've been put in a container of not feeling safe by men and you know the media and the way that we consume everything is so controlling and so dominating so when you talk about ancestral trauma and you talk about living life from an authentic place and tuning into the wisdom of your body like this is all it's all comes down to this right here like this common theme of this entire conversation comes down to taking ownership of your lineage and you've incarnated for a reason and you have a choice. You can continue to live in the trauma. You can continue to live in inauthenticity and you can continue to stay asleep or you can be the person that changes the direction of your lineage and is tasked with the responsibility of healing the trauma, of changing the lineage. And that's fucking scary. And that shit's hard, but it's worth it, right? I mean, even watching your journey of, of this, I mean, it's been like two years. The What you've done in the past two years of taking ownership for this and awakening to your gifts and your divine feminine and healing the traumas and having the difficult conversations, like you are single-handedly changing the lineage. You are the divine incarnate that's going to say, no, we go this way instead of that way. And we all have that within us, right? But it's that courage to say, I'm going to take ownership for this, or I'm going to continue to stay asleep and I'm going to pass it on. And I think as women being creators, creating in the womb space, like you just anchored it in, like if you want to bring life into this world, what's the vibration? What's the frequency? What's the lineage that you want to pass on? That feels like a lot of responsibility, but it also feels necessary, right? If we're going to shift the direction of the planet and shift the direction of our lives. Yeah. Um, with healing, no one else can heal you. Um, oh. you. You are responsible for your own healing. Um, I always say I, in my Reiki sessions, I, I get a lot of people that are very new to this kind of work and I love it. And one big thing that I always say is I'm not your healer. Like you are healing yourself. I'm just here to be the conduit and to follow the guidance that you are giving me. And so you are responsible for your own healing. You are going to receive the medicine that you're ready to receive at this point in time. And you get to decide that. No, I can want that as much as I want it for, for, for you. But ultimately, if you don't really want to heal um, something, then it's not going to happen. And I think that sometimes coming into now right now with you know, people talking a lot about spirituality and talking about healing and, and all these different modalities coming up for people. And, and there's just a lot of great movement happening. And in that direction is also like, with that is people are seeing it, but they're like, I, they don't really want to do the work. They don't really want to give it time. They're looking for the easy way out. And there is no easy way out. You have to get through, you have to peel back the layers you have to unravel and it, it continues to happen and it, it and it never stops but you ultimately have to want it and you get to go as far as you want to go and i'm sure it helps to have a guide or a supportive container or community like i know for me personally when i was healing there were definitely moments where i felt very alone you know and it's it's scary and uh, it does require a certain level of um courage right to do the work like you said because it's hard um and you have but you have to be i think in a point in your life where the option to stay where you are feels worse than the option of like going into the unknown and healing but having community around you and women that support you and someone that can at least guide you to your own um 
like intuition is so helpful. And I know that you are very passionate about this and you have something incredible that you are creating. So for those women that are listening that are like, okay, yes, like you're speaking to me. I, I feel this and it feels scary. And, but they're ready to maybe take that next step. What's, what do you have? What you're like grinning? I love this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you have created. Cause I'm so excited. This has actually been a, a program in the works for a long time. I actually launched this program called Soul and Body back in May or June. And this is when we really started to see the riots happening and a lot of difficult conversations coming up. And it just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And it was also geared towards more of a fitness. I was still trying to hold on to some of that fitness. <laughs> didn't um, feel in integrity. Kind of no. like what you were talking about in the very beginning in your masterclass. Like you just know. Yeah. So I, I announced it and then I didn't go any, any further with it. It just something about it just didn't feel right. And I had to honor it and let it be. And fast forward to um, this past month, I got this total download in the middle of a Reiki session. And of course. it was like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and it was like, your program, soul and body, but it needs to be healing. It needs to incorporate the core things that you're, you're passionate about and where you're at now. And so that's literally this program. It is all about the healing. I, I am very protective in anyone that, in any space that I'm working with, with people, whether it's they're coming in for Reiki or if they're working with me one-to-one, -one, my biggest thing is always making sure that people feel safe. And they can feel safe to be vulnerable and to be authentic and to share their truth. And so I wanted to cultivate that in a bigger way that it's not just in a one-to-one. -one. And so that's what this program is. It's creating community, but it's also allowing you to have that accountability and that guidance from me directly and also pulling in the Reiki healing as well. So it's healing on so many different levels. Um, building relationship with women, um, being able to um, know that you're not alone on this in this process, and also have me to you know help you go deeper and 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 wider into this into this journey of healing and hold you accountable to do the work. Mm. So I'm super excited and super um, passionate about this this program launching. It's going to be a three month program and it's going to kick off in March. I love it. And how will the program run? Is this an in-person experience? If, if women don't live locally, can they still join? Yes. So it's going to be virtual. Um, everything is going to be virtual. I can do distance Reiki from anywhere and you can still receive it. And um, the community will be um, also held in a virtual space. So there's no limitations. I wanted to really open this up to women wherever they are. So I love this. Okay. And if they want more information, what's the best way for them to get connected to find out more? Um, they can find me on Instagram at Jacqueline Soto or on my website, Jacqueline says, and in my link, in my bio, they can book a free clarity call to learn more about the program and to see if it's a fit for them. I'm making this a very small group. Um, again, for me, it's all about intimacy and safety. So there's a cap on how many women I'm going to take um, because I, I really want to hold, hold up that integrity of this program. Mm. So I, want, um, I welcome anyone that feels called. Um, to learn more about this, so just reach out to me. You can DM me or book the call and I'll share more insight around it. Mm, I love this. This is so beautiful and it's so needed. So needed in this time that we're living in right now. We're in a place where I feel like a lot of people are being traumatized. Like we kind of touched on like political trauma and the landscape of COVID and everything that's happening in our, in our world right now. So I just want to honor you, Jacarina, for following your gifts and walking this path, which I know has not always felt easy um, and has required a lot of you, but yet you are living in your truth. And so many women and humans in general are going to be free because of it. So I just want to acknowledge you and I'm really passionate about 
supporting you and supporting women. And I would love to gift a scholarship to someone who wants to enroll in your program. So here's what we'll do. We'll have um, women can apply. And if, if there is a woman of color or marginalized woman or someone that really wants to be in this program that just can't afford it, or they're in a position where they can't, I would love to, I would love to sponsor them. So that's my gift to you for your gifts and to the women listening, because I love you. And I'm all about I think women need to heal their trauma. So oh my gosh. That'll, be our, that, that'll be our give back. <laughs> that is amazing. Thank you for, for opening that door for someone else to, to be able to start their journey and to start really healing themselves and healing the world and showing up different and be able to share their gifts the way that you're sharing yours and that you open the door for me to start sharing mine. Um, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today had it not been for... Um, us working together and that mastermind that really started to kick things off for me. Um, so I'm so grateful for you. You don't even understand. <laughs> Likewise, sister. I mean, isn't it amazing to to look back and like, I, I, I want to find some of the recordings. We should go back to like your discovery call. Oh my gosh. Hot just, <laughs> but it's just, it's powerful, right? Like we should find that discovery call so that you can witness, like you can witness your self. And I think it's so important, like to honor, honor the journey, right? Honor the journey. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Last question. And I want you to really like be as um, bold with this as you'd like. What are you celebrating right now? Ooh, I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating chasing me. I'm celebrating really going after the woman that I am seeing uh, you know, when I close my eyes, um, the woman that I feel in my body that is slowly expanding out and really starting to embrace her gifts, however difficult they may be, however far out there they may feel, I am celebrating that, that I am doing that. Yes. <laughs> Doing yes. that shit. <laughs> Do it, girl. Yes, queen. Oh. And I can only imagine what that's going to lead to, like the ripple effect on the other side. So I'm acknowledging you. I love you. Thank you so much for your light in this world and just being the example of what it looks like, you know, from a just a pure divinity standpoint. Like you're so rooted in your gifts and it's incredible to witness. I love you. And you guys, if you love this episode, please share it. Help Jacarina get her message out there. Share the information on her soul and body program. And of course, if you are feeling called to join, make sure you get on her calendar. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.